Oh, don't you worry. I'm here. What's going on? Welcome to the program. I'm Jim Rome. A tremendous, well, as a caller put it the other day, Friday Junior to you. It's all the same to me. Every single day is Friday to me. But to some of you, it is Friday Junior. Happy Friday Junior. There you go. What's cracking? Welcome to the program. Nice job, Alvin. I've got a tremendous Friday Junior show for you. We are not on TV today. We are on radio. We are old school. I've got my cans on. We've got a beef day. I've got two awesome interviews. I've got a big head bet segment. I've got some breaking news. It's a good day. And you're running out of time. I'm going to work the rest of this week. I'm going to work the rest of next week. And then I'm going to call it 2023. And then 2024 is going to be fat. It's going to be an amazing year. So what I would suggest to you is, because you are running out of time, and we should have some form of a year in review at the end of next week. You're running out of shows. So what you want to do is you want to get on the phone right now and hit me up. one 636 8686 It is toll free. one 636 8686 If you're saving it for the beef, in fact, don't. Start calling right now. We're going to beef early today. Generally on a Thursday for the beef segment, which is arguably the best segment That comes up in hour number three. Not happening today. It's not setting up like that. We're going to beef at the top of hour number two. Start dialing with your beefs. If you're new to it, you can beef about anything you want. Anything. Anything except the bathroom. No bathroom beefs. No Jardians Nation beefs. Other than that, everything is fair game. Call now. Once again, what is your beef? 1-800-636-8686. If you want to hit me up on the X with a beef, I would love that. Follow me on the X at Jim Rome. If you want to email me a beef, do that too. Rome, R-O-M-E at haveatake.com. So why am I so hyped? Get to talk to one of my favorite athletes ever. 89, Steve Smith Sr. Coming up at 40 past hour number one. 89. Love him. Love him. 89, bottom line. So, Steve Smith Sr., what's your beef? Top of hour number three. One of my favorite coaches ever, Nick Nurse, head coach of the Sixers. And then one of my favorite touts ever, the big head, James Kelly. He's going to be in the final segment of the program. So, a lot to get done. So, I'm just going to sit here and wait for a good phone call. Or at least get yourself ready for the beef. How many times do I have to give you the phone number before you understand what an amazing opportunity this is? There are so many people listening. You can make a difference. Beefs. 1-800-636-8686. That's what I like to see. Hit me up. All right, let me start with the NBA. Generally, the NBA regular season in December does not give us very much to talk about. Or, in fact, anything to talk about. Hence... Why Adam Silver went out of his way to create a reason for us to care in December. Hence, why ears puked all over the floor to get not just us, but his own players to care about games in December. Which is why I absolutely love what happened last night in Milwaukee. Bucks Pacers in Milwaukee last night was such a freaking banger. Pure entertainment, laugh out loud antics, laugh out loud, pettiness through the roof, 
and I couldn't love it any more than I do. <laughs> love to see it. Man, I do love to see it. Now, you may say that nobody looks all that great in this. I, however, say that everybody looks amazing in this. I love the spite. I love the spice. I love the drama. I love the petty. And for that reason, I don't think that anybody is wrong. I think everybody is in the right. I'm not picking a side here because I agree with everybody involved. Let me break it down in case you missed it. And in case you missed it, I'm sorry you missed it because it was awesome. Now, I'm not going to sit here and complain that Giannis scored a franchise record 64 points the wrong way. Even if points number 63 and 64 came on a breakaway tomahawk slam with 26 seconds left in a game that was very much over. I've got no issue with that. I have no issue with that dude putting an exclamation mark on a career night. Doesn't bother me at all. But it clearly pissed the Pacers off. Clearly, the entire historic performance from Giannis rubbed the Pacers the wrong way. I mean, they could have, you know, stopped him. But instead, what they chose to do... In fact, even better than guarding him and stopping him is what they ultimately decided to do. And that was abscond with the game ball. So Giannis scores a franchise and personal record on his own floor. Obviously wanted the rock. But the Pacers made off with the game ball instead. Which I have to say, honestly, is some kind of middle school bullcrap. But honestly, I can't knock them for it. In fact, I love them for it, if that's what they did, because they deny it. But in the end, like what happened next is even so much better. Giannis demanded the ball. A Pacers staffer reportedly smirked, turned his back, and then headed down the tunnel with it. So Giannis did the only natural and reasonable thing to do at that point. He charged down the tunnel after his ball. Charged down the tunnel, dragging Buck's personnel behind him with fans looking on in shock. Man, I'm telling you, it was hilarious and goofy as hell and the best kind of weird. And it was only the beginning of all the weirdness and goofiness and absurdity and drama and petty. It just kept getting better and better and better. Because after all the dust had settled on that tunnel scrap, and there was that cooling off period, and all parties found their way to the podiums and the mics, it only got more awesome and more petty and even spicier. First, let's hear from my dude, Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle has a side of the story, because there are two sides. He was asked exactly why did his dudes run off with the game ball. It was Oscar Shibwe's first NBA official NBA point, so we always get the game ball. We were not thinking about Giannis's franchise record, so we grabbed the ball, and um, a couple, couple of minutes later, Several of their players ended up in our hallway, and there was a big, a big uh, 
I don't know. I don't know what to call it. A fracas, a melee, whatever. I don't think any punches were landed, but my general manager got elbowed in the ribs by one of their players. Um, and so he certainly has a bruised, bruised rib, and <clears throat> who knows, you know, if it's anything more than that. But um, unfortunate situation. Hey, listen, for all I know, there's internal bleeding. He's got a lacerated kidney, a punctured lung. My man is the greatest. Rick Carlisle, man, put him in the Hall of Fame right now. I love this guy so much. I mean, where do I even start? First of all, regarding the fracas and melee, two amazing words and perfect ways to describe exactly what happened. I just have never really heard the word. Either of those words pronounced like that before. Fracas, then again, uh, melee, melee, whatever. Then again, if my man Rick Carlisle pronounces those words like that, then I guess I'm the one who's wrong, who's been pronouncing them all wrong for all these years, because Rick freaking Carlisle is never wrong. If he says fracas and melee, then it's a fracas and a melee. Fracas, uh, melee, melee, whatever. He's not wrong. Because you know what? When you get right down to it, a fracas and a melee fracas, uh, are exactly what happens when you snatch the game ball from a league MVP who just had a historic night in order to give it to Oscar Shibway, who scored the first official point of his career. So, you're probably wondering, where are you going with this, Rome? Who are you going to side with, Rome? Tough call. Tough call for me. And you know me, I hate to straddle the fence. I don't want to sit on the fence. But who do you give that game ball to? Giannis for his historic night? Or do you give it to Oscar for his historic night? Giannis had never scored that many points in a game before. Oscar, in fact, no buck had. And Oscar, and I should say Giannis had never scored that many points in a game before. However, however, Oscar had never scored a single point in an NBA game before. Again, tough call. They both deserve the game ball. They're both entitled to the game ball. So who deserves it more? I'll tell you who. Whoever takes it. Whoever gets it. That's who. So I'm not going to take a side here because nobody is wrong and everybody is right and I could not love this any more than I do. Man, you all know I love and respect Rick Carlisle, which is exactly why I find this so hilarious. Rick is sitting up there saying that they didn't even think about Giannis's record and were only thinking about Oscar's first career point. Man, that is such a genius troll. That is an incredible troll. Especially because this gets so much richer. I can barely even get it out. This gets so much richer because technically it wasn't even Oscar's first point. Oscar scored on Saturday night in Vegas in the in-season tournament final against the Lakers. But apparently that point does not actually count. It does not go in the record book as an official point. So the Pacers needed the game ball from last night for Oscar's first actual point. And somehow the Pacers want us to believe that Oscar's fake 
first point superseded Giannis making Bucks history in Milwaukee. Man, I am telling you, it is the ultimate troll job. Honestly, even the self-proclaimed petty king Steph Curry had to respect this petty level. Oh, and to that point, regarding the fact that Oscar's point in the ears in-season tourney, not counting, and you only had one point there too, if that doesn't count, then neither does the Lakers' in-season tourney, quote, championship. So the Lakers can just go ahead and cancel that bullcrap, ridiculous banner that they were going to fly for winning that ridiculous in-season tourney and their even more ridiculous parade that you know that they're planning. Because obviously, none of it even happened. How do I know? The league is not recognizing Oscar's point, which is why the Pacers ripped the rock in the first place. So if they're not going to recognize that point, they're clearly not going to recognize the Lakers, quote, championship. Which, for the record, is a good thing. Because the Lakers deciding to fly a banner for it was one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Especially from a once-proud organization like the L.A. Lakers. You don't believe me? Then take it from the legend, Kobe Bryant, who clearly saw this day coming. He saw this day coming, and he did everything he could to prevent it years ago when he said the following. This franchise does not hang division banners. (laughs) It does not hang conference championships. (laughs) We hang one banner and one banner only, and that's NBA titles. And you may not like it. You may think it sucks. You may think it's not great sportsmanship. Get over it. It is what it is. Legend. City of champions for a reason. My man, legend. Man, I miss that dude so much. I miss that dude so much. Because if that dude were still around, they wouldn't be doing stupid things like hanging banners for in-season tournaments that don't even count. But, but, back to the fracas in Melee. Got to hear from Giannis, right? Giannis ultimately did wind up, and again, this is so good. It just keeps getting better. Giannis ended up with a game ball. Notice I said a game ball, not necessarily the game ball, because Giannis is suspicious as hell. Can you confirm that you have the game ball from tonight? I have no idea. I'm not going to lie. I have no idea. Um, I, I don't know. You know, I really don't know. I don't know. I have a ball, but I don't know if it's a game ball. It doesn't feel like the game ball to me. It's, it feels like a brand new ball. Incredible. It does <laughs> It doesn't feel like the game ball to me. It feels like a new ball. I don't know, Giannis. Why? Just because it's still in the box with a price tag on it? And some intern just got it, picked it up from a sporting goods store in an NBA store bag from the concession stand. How do you know? This is so amazing. So the Pacers eventually coughed up a ball. Giannis isn't convinced that it's the actual ball. But even better than that, Giannis went on to claim, I mean, this story never ends. This is amazing. Even even after all of that, the fracas, the melee, Giannis on a dead sprint up the tunnel. Giannis then claimed the game ball wasn't even supposed to be for him. He wasn't chasing it down for himself. 
He wanted it for Dame. Because Dame passed Kyle Korver last night for fifth in all-time three-pointers made. I mean, holy crap. Don't get me wrong. A very impressive feat. A very big deal. But come on, Giannis. You seriously want us to believe that you went charging down that tunnel, dragging grown-ass men behind you in a blind rage after scoring 64 because you wanted that ball for Dame? Brah, really? That's about as believable as my man Rick Carlisle saying that they were not thinking about Giannis at all when they snatched that ball, and they only wanted to do it for Oscar to get his fake career first point honored. I'm telling you, this is incredible. Once again, you might say that nobody looks good here. Not me. I think everybody looks amazing. I think trolling and pettiness like this is exactly what makes the NBA great. This is what makes the association the association. And I think getting this level of competitive trolling in December is exactly what the NBA needs. I love the Pacers feeling themselves and stirring the pot with the Bucks. More than anything else, I love the fact that I was able to open up, not only open this show, but open this show with, frankly, a legendary rant about a midweek game in mid-December played in Wisco. So thanks to everybody. Big shout-outs to everybody. Giannis, my man, way to go. Rick Carlisle, thank you very much. Oscar Chibwe, thanks for subbing in garbage time and scoring that fake first point to spark this entire thing. Dame, thanks for being a part of this. And most of all, ears, I'm not thanking you. I'm just letting you know something. You don't need to puke all over the court to make things interesting in December. You just need some legit pettiness, trolling, and beef. Speaking of beef... I'm telling you, I'm out here selling my ass off. Y'all best get inspired by this beefing and start coming up in here with your beefs. Channel this beef energy. Get your beefs in early because we are, in fact, beefing at the top of our two. And I want that beef segment to be every bit as petty and spicy and dramatic and spiteful and weird as Buck's Pacers last night. Let's get it. Let's do this thing and wait for it. Multiple tongues on my mic. But I don't know if it's a game ball. It doesn't feel like the game ball to me. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. Hey, Giannis, you got a ball? Is it the game ball? Yeah, I don't know. I'm suspicious. It doesn't feel like the game ball to me. Why? Because it's in a plastic bag that they ripped from the concession stand and the price tag is still on it. It's not even inflated. How do you know? And besides, it's not even for me. It's for Dame. It's all so amazing. I can't even pick, figure out which part of that I like best. You know what the best part about that is, honestly? My favorite part and the best part about that opening rant is it was not about Draymond, who was suspended indefinitely, which I'll get to. I know so many of you are so sick of that story and that dude. This was so much more fun, but I will get there. Yes, Ears also got around to suspending Draymond Green indefinitely. They're not putting a game on it. 
They're not putting a game number on it. So we'll hit that. Once again, telephone number is toll free. We're beefing at the top of the hour, so you're already on the clock. 1-800-636-8686. 89, bottom line. Joining me at 940. Beef at the top. Nick Nurse at the top of our three. Big head bets, bottom of our three. Got a great matchup tonight, don't we? Sort of, kind of, not really at all. Gas, groceries, utilities, you name it. The price of everything is going up. And if you are stuck in a bad timeshare with rising maintenance fees, the financial burden can be crushing. So it's time to get your finances in order and get the real facts about that timeshare that you may or may not be stuck in. Find out what your options are for getting rid of it. Find my guy, Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group. He's been helping families out of terrible timeshares for over a decade. He has put together a complete timeshare exit information kit that he will send you absolutely free. Because to date, over 30,000 families have trusted Wesley Financial Group to help them out of financial hardship by getting them out of bad timeshares. They might be able to help you as well. To get the facts about how the timeshare industry works and your options for cancellation, simply call Wesley right now. 800-462-3333. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Welcome back. Going to be a short segment. I want to make sure I've got time for 89. Steve Smith Sr., you've got a Thursday night matchup, which means the big head and I will break that down, but not until hour number three. Hey, good news. The beefs are flying in. I love it. Love to see it. We're going to beef the top of hour number two. Love to see Sometimes it. when we do it earlier in the program, it does not work as well because, you know, y'all need to get loose. I like it. You're coming in early. You're coming in hot. You're coming in often. It's good. Now stay after it. Hit me up right now on the phones with a beef. 1-800-636-8686. Head on over to the X. Beef there at Jim Rome. And once again, email me your beef. Rome, R-O-M-E at haveatake.com. Couple of bits of reaction before I go to break. Ken in SA. Rome. Wow. Opening the show, talking about the NBA and balls and didn't have to say Draymond once. Who would have thought it? War Draymond with an melee to someone's package. Melee, melee, whatever. It, whatever is right. Whatever Rick Carlisle says it is, it is. He didn't get that wrong. We all have been getting it wrong. It's a fracas and fracas, a melee. Uh, melee, melee, whatever. No, you're right, dude. You're always right. You're Rick Carlisle. Ed Bag the Deuce writes, Yimmy, we will be hanging a banner along with popping champagne for Oscar. Yours, the Pacers. The thing that makes that so incredible are the number of layers. There are so many layers to what happened last night. It just keeps getting better and better and better. War the Pacers painting a soccer ball orange and giving it to Giannis. 
Chad from Orlando. Chris in Milwaukee. Dear Indiana Pacers, give me back my ball. Give Regards, me back my Giannis. Shot. Again, the funny thing about that is Giannis was not running down that tunnel like a locomotive to get that ball back for himself. It's like he was running after his baby or something. Like, have you ever seen anybody go that hard for anything? But it wasn't for him. Giannis says it was actually for Dame because Dame passed Kyle Korver for number five on the all-time three-point list. That's what I mean by layers. Hey, Jim, I know what Giannis is saying. Sometimes the balls just don't feel right. Regards, Lance. Jeremy surrounded by meth in Montana. Haven't heard anything like that in a long time and haven't missed it at all. What am I on? Hi, Jim. Yes, indeed. The words melee and fracas are cool and all. But you know what else is a fantastic word? Poignant. Episode 293 of the Jim Rome podcast with Bob Costas was one of my favorite episodes ever. Too short of a conversation, but nonetheless wonderful. Now back to the, quote, idiot's echo chamber known as X. Happy holidays, pimp. Love, Bella being Calgary. Thanks for listening, Bella. Appreciate you. Bob Costas is my guest on this week's episode of the Jim Rome Podcast. It's awesome. I mean, it's, it's incredible, honestly. I'm thinking about Bob Costas, and when I think about storied broadcasters, you know, there's so many different branches and so many different ways and so many different levels of this profession. It's hard to single out one guy as, like, the best, the GOAT. You know, you have talk show hosts, you have studio hosts, you have reporters, you have play-by-play people. I mean, there's so many different things, right? But pound for pound... In my lifetime, I don't know that I've ever seen a better sports broadcaster than Bob Costas, pound for pound. You know, and again, there there are icons, there are legends, and there are guys that do different things, as I point out. Studio host, talk show host, podcast host, play-by-play voice, sideline reporter, writer, columnist, I mean, a million different things. But in terms of sports broadcasting, pound for pound, Bob Costas is my guy. And I say that with all due respect to the likes of Al Michaels, Vin Scully, the Buck family. I mean, a million great broadcasters. I'm a huge Iron Eagle guy. But Bob, there's nobody quite like Bob. Listen to that episode. Bob stretched out. I loved it. Always do. All right, we'll take a break right now. When we come back. I've got Steve Smith Sr., which you know I love. And then at the very top of the hour, the beefs. I started this show off with some incredible beef. Channel that beef. Channel that petty. Channel that spite. Bring it to the beef segment. Fracas. Bring the fracas. Bring the melee. Here is your sports... Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. I'm Jim Rome. Once again, hit me up. Beef segment, top of the hour. 1-800-636-8686. Now, y'all know me. 
I don't play favorites. Ever. I have never played favorites. They pay me not to play favorites. That said, this dude is one of my favorite athletes ever. There, I said it. Hell, I always say it. He played 16 years in the NFL, 13 years with the Panthers, three seasons with the Ravens, a five-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, number eight in career receiving yardage in NFL history, number 12 on the all-time career receptions list. He is an NFL Network analyst. You can see him tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern on NFL Game Day Kickoff, also on Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern on NFL Game Day Kickoff, ahead of a triple header on NFL Network. You know I'm talking about Steve Smith Sr. Steve, what's cracking, dude? How you living? What's up, man? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, dude. How you feeling? What's up? Not much. I'm feeling pretty good. How about yourself? Good, dude. Good. Everything's good. So let me ask you, you got a matchup tonight, Steve, of five and eight teams. The Raiders hosting the Chargers. Unfortunately, Justin Herbert's been shut down for the rest of the year. He's got that broken finger. Antonio Pierce has gone two and three so far as interim head coach. Let me start right there, Steve. Do you think that Pierce is ready for that gig full time? And do you think there's any way Mark Davis would give him the opportunity? Well, uh, I'm not Mark Davis, uh, right, and and I'm not running that organization. Uh, to say, do I believe uh, Antonio Pierce is ready for that job? A first-time head coach in the NFL always believes he's ready. Uh, Antonio Pierce is also a former player and is about that action, as uh, Beach Mo would say. And he is a guy from Los Angeles. He's born um, in the inner city. So he's a grinder. He's not a daydreamer. See, daydreamers, um, I'll just cut to it. Daydreamers are like Kellen Moore, the offense coordinator for the Los Angeles Chargers, who has a lot of ideas. However, I do believe that Tony O'Pierce is a chaser where he wakes up about that action. He wakes up knowing and understanding what he needs to do and be a grinder. And daydreamers can imagine what it's like, but chasers are prepared and ready. Now, what makes it difficult for Antonio Pierce and the Las Vegas Raiders and Mark Davis currently right now has to do with just not being a very good team. A lot of areas they thought they improved in, a lot of areas they thought they would be better, and they're not. And the record indicates it. It's tough. It's going to be tough sledding whoever gets the job. But it also needs patience and a structure and an understanding and a lower of expectations for the Raider fan base and also for the organizations to understand that uh, this is like coffee. Quality coffee is slow drip, and you have to enjoy it and be prepared. It's not going to be instant and fast. That's why you pay a premium price for good coffee. Dude, you you can't pay. Hey, whatever it costs, it's worth it for good coffee, man. Bad coffee is the worst. Good coffee is the best thing there is. Where do you go to get your coffee? Actually, I have a semi-automatic uh, coffee maker at the house, so I can get an espresso double. Um, I can do my uh, – What I also have a, a, what, a blender – thing that I can do so I can, uh, you know, blend foam, a foamer, all of that stuff. So I do it at the house also, too, because those pods, you never know the shelf life of those pods. You, you know, once you grind coffee, they, there is a traditional shelf life. So you can sometimes be using those pods and don't even know that you can be ingesting 
swallowing mildew, so I just prefer to have that semi-grinder and semi-automatic coffee maker because every time I have a fresh espresso, cappuccino, latte, uh, flat white, it's freshly ground. Now, I also get my my beans from Europe because they have a different uh, threshold and what they're allowed to, how they clean them, how they... um, do the beans is it's a lot different from the U.S. So, but uh, I, I spend I spend premium money for premium coffee. Hell yes, I'm so glad I brought that up, my man. You are on one. Steve Smith Senior is joining us. Hey, Steve, let me stay in the division for a minute. The Chiefs are suddenly in a free fall, right? They've lost four of their last six. As one of the best receivers of your generation, what do you think when you see Kansas City's collection of wideouts this year? I think the White House are pretty decent. I, I, I be, and I, how, how can I say that by watching a football game is, one, we've seen the assumption that Patrick Mahomes can fix everything shows you he can, but he also needs help. And you have, and what I mean, situational. You have situational, situational wide receivers. Sky Moore, love the kid. I think he's going to be a fantastic wide receiver at his role, which is, being a guy who can play in the slot, not your number one or number two, possibly a number two, but a number three wide receiver where he can thrive in the slot, running uh, different type of routes. But wide receiver one or wide receiver two, as of today, he's not there yet. It's going to take him some time. The wide receiver one for this team is Travis Kelsey. Wide receiver two, he's growing and learning, is Rashid Rice. But after that, they have situational guys who the situation has deemed them to be in the starting lineup. However, their stats and their impact in the game doesn't give them what you believe the situation presents itself. Situation presents itself as number one, number two, and number three wide receivers. But you don't have that right now on a championship playoff, a high-expectation team, and so you're left feeling disappointed you're left thinking you ordered a sprite and what did you get your taste buds and your palate is saying sprite but when you take a sip it's water and it throws you off a little bit and that's what that's what that's what the wide receivers are for them right now and it's okay if you're okay with it but if you're not guess what it doesn't matter that's where they are and listen if i order or i buy a bottle of sprite and I crack that thing open, and I drink from it, and I get water, I'm pissed. I'm surprised, and I'm pissed. You're right. That's yes. disconcerting, man. That, that ain't right. It's not, but, you, I mean, you, or you get the Sprite, or you get the, the carbonated drink, and uh, the syrup is not there. It's just carbonation. It's a surprise, right? That's what they are. I'm not saying this, that these players can't play, but they, you can't hope for a 1,000-yard receiver in a receiver who hasn't had a 1,000 yards yet. Hey, Steve, what about a receiver who's good for maybe 2,000 yards? Like, the decision to let Tyreek Hill go to Miami looks even worse than it did maybe when it happened. A receiver has never won the MVP award. Miami's loss to Tennessee Monday is not going to help, but given the numbers he's put up and what he means to that team, should the Cheetah get MVP consideration? Well, I'm a wide receiver, so I'm going. I'm going to throw my hat in there and say, "Heck yeah, he needs to." However, we all know the MVP trophy, the MVP status, has always been coveted by by a quarterback, 
and this league is 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 really built around quarterbacks. Whether you're a good quarterback or not, when you're a starting quarterback for any organization, they use you are you are crystal. You are the fine china. So they put on the white gloves. They put they they make sure that they keep you in mint condition. Unfortunately, every quarterback gets treated that way when they don't deserve to be treated that way. And sometimes you overpay for a product who underdelivers. Steve, speaking of quarterbacks, how about your dude, Joe Flacco, throwing for over 300 yards and three touchdowns Sunday. How does this dude, I get different dude, experienced dude, but how does this dude just jump off the couch, come off the street, and ball out like this for a contender? Because he understands uh, before the snap of the ball, he understands he's confirming where he's going versus some of these young guys are discovering where they're going with the football. Joe Flacco has been in this offense. Let me take you a little history. Kevin Stefanski was where prior to him getting head coaching job. That's for you, Jim. Thanks, dude. Good looking out. Where, no, where was he? Where, where, where was he at before he became the head coach of the Cleveland Browns? Kevin Stefanski Kevin. was yes. with Baltimore. Or Vikings. No. Vikings. 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 Who That's for you, Steve. Of, Vikings. Offensive consultant and offense coordinator for the Vikings. Why Kev, uh, Kevin Stefanski was there? Who was that? Give me that question one more time. Kevin Stefanski, when he was with the Minnesota Vikings, they had an offensive consultant and then turned offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings while he was there. Who was that individual? Before Stefanski, the offense coordinator for the Vikings was, was wait for it, wait for it. I'm you waiting. got me. You got me. I don't know. Gary Kubiak. Ah, of course. And where was Gary Kubiak? before he won a championship for the Denver Broncos with Peyton Manning. He was with Steve The, the Ravens, the Ravens. Yes. And so Joe Flacco, confirming where he's going, he's been in this offense. He knows this offense like the back of his hand. And so what I said is he's confirming where he's going with the ball because he's been in this offense five, shit, seven years before, seven years ago. So he can get off the couch because the muscle memory's there. He doesn't have to learn this offense. He's already performed in this offense. And so he can get off the couch because he's already, he, this is deja vu for him. He knows his reads. He knows his hots. He knows the protection. Only difference is just he's actually in the same division. He's just in a different jersey. He's lived that life. He's done this. He's been there. So I think you make a valid point. What I'm hearing is the dude did not just get off the couch. The dude just not did not just come off the street. He has history. He knows it. You know, you used a phrase, Steve. You said, as a receiver, I want to throw my hat in. Let me ask you this. Your former teammate Greg Olson said he loves his gig as an analyst with Fox, but would not rule out interviewing for the Carolina coaching job. Would you throw your hat in for that? No, um, and here's why I got several reasons why. One, I don't like repeating myself. Two, I am very uncomfortable coaching in regards to the way my wife's nice vehicles are gassed up is by someone else's effort. 
and ability to do their job adequately enough that the gas money, the grocery money, the private school, um, all of that is pro- is basically on the backs of some other guys. Nah, I, I, I just um, I lived enough football and risked, risked and gambled enough. And I say gamble not in like sports betting, but gambling in, hey, can I play well enough to pay for my kids to go to college? I won. I'm already playing with house money. Man, you got hey, a great philosopher named uh, uh, Kenny Rogers. He has a song about it. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. I'm, I'm not in that game. So I'll do analyst work uh, and, 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 and stay there. There you go. And you can see him tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern, NFL Game Day kickoff. Also Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern, NFL Game Day kickoff. That is ahead of a triple header on NFL Network. He's 89. Steve Smith Sr. Steve, appreciate you, dude. Thank you very much. Another all-time jungle interview. Nice job, dude. Appreciate it. Steve Smith Sr. I didn't ace the exam. However, I didn't get shut out either. My man, nobody like him. All right, going into hour number two, let's get your beefs in right now. Call the beef, 1-800-636-8686. Hit me up on the X for the beef at Jim Rome. Email me at beef, rome, R-O-M-E, at haveatake.com.